0: This episode is brought to you by Challengers Comics and Conversation. Go to challengerscomics.com and start the conversation now. Daniels Law LLC in Georgia. Visit dlawllc.com. Kerberos Productions. The minds behind the games enter the pit and Kaijuagogo. Search for Kerberos, K-E-R-B-E-R-O-S, on Steam, or go to kerberos-productions.com to check out their growing catalog of titles.
1: it's the 21st of march and welcome to the CrossRip, everybody we've got a really great show for you we've got a lot of news once again craziness i mean it's just it just keeps on coming the hits keep on coming hopefully a lot of you are recovering from c2e2 and you're ready to hear some of that news but uh strap in here we go we're also going to talk a little bit of ghostbusters deviations join us it's fun
0: Still Playing With Toys.net presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since
2: 1909.
0: Sounds great. News, interviews, and commentary on everything oh, Ghostbusters. Are you the key man? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart.
1: I'm thinking I need a power washer. Totally changing the subject. I'm really thinking about I need washer. a power washer. Is Think? that completely? I just feel like the, the time is right. I don't know what I'm going to power wash. We also have a drought in L.A., so I don't know what, you know, I, I think that it's kind of verboten It's illegal out here to even have a power washer, let alone to purchase one. So,
3: <laughs> Let alone a uh, nuclear accelerator.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um yeah, I don't know. I, I was saving that for later, but I just I had to do the hard turn for us. I had to get us I had to get us into the light, Chris. That's that's it's... what I did.
3: <laughs> well the funny part is is like do you think that one started as go find the guys with uh you know, power lawn accessories and get them to endorse one that you wear as a backpack? Like do you think they went looking for the leaf blower, I, and ended up with the the unwearable power washer. I do
1: I mean, if you if you look on Instagram and Twitter and all those things, at all the times that people they post like them wearing a power washer or a vacuum cleaner. And then it has the hashtag ghostbusters. Cause I, you know, I follow the hashtag ghostbusters yeah. on Instagram and it's, th- it never fails like once or twice a day. There's always like some guy taking a picture of the poor janitor trying to do their job or the guy with the leaf blower <laughs> just trying to do his job. And it's like, hashtag ghostbusters. So, I mean, it, it's not too far of a stretch, you know, but no, well, I am
3: know. I wrong though? Or is that thing supposed to be wearable? It didn't look wearable. I think wearable. so. I, th- I yeah. thought it
1: is. It looks like it's like a backpack power washer, but I, I don't know I, that to me that would make the most sense it's like hey we've got a backpack that kind of looks like a proton pack let's strap ghostbusters on it a little bit of product placement a little tie-in. maybe sony will throw us a few shekels we're in good I shape think, you know
3: yeah well the only thing they got left is it, you know it did power washes away slime and grime i, I don't know
1: <laughs> when the apocalypse calls you it, need a heavy duty <laughs> power washer <laughs> it wasn't
3: it wasn't what i expected to be the first product tie-in to hit the market i'll say that
1: that's very true that's very true but okay so let's we'll save that let's get into the news with that we'll save it but um i mean how how are things in the great white north chris because it's getting really ugly down here with you know election season and all sorts of everybody hating each other people hate batman people hate superman everybody hates everybody it's just getting ridiculous you guys are still being nice up there right like it's it's still it's still a canadian feel-good vibe up there
3: oh so far also i'm not in the great white north i'm in the the
1: sub-temperate Pacific Northwest. Great white Pacific Northwest. Eh, Yeah, but you know, uh, it's fine. You're still north. You're north of me. The evergreen, yes. Pacific Coast. The rainy north, yeah. (laughs) Ah, well. Well, that's good. Uh, Are you... uh, We haven't done a drink in a while. I mean, we haven't done a proper episode since you know, eight episodes ago, and then last week was our first one sort of back, so we haven't talked drinks, but is anything anything in the works there? uh, Yeah,
3: London Fog. London real, Fog. Uh, thrills a minute.
1: London isn't isn't London Fog a jacket? Isn't that oh isn't, that a, isn't Wait, that a you not company? Don't,
3: you guys don't have London Fogs, no
1: No, isn't I thought London uh, Fog is like when you get a raincoat, it's that's no. the brand,
3: the London Fog. Uh, typically it's Earl Grey Latte with a sweetener. Like a vanilla sweetener.
1: That's a London fog.
3: That's a London fog. Huh. And there's a fight as to it's 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 like the Waldorf salad or something like that. Like umpteen different places claim they thought of it first, and I'm in Vancouver, which means I think there's at least two or three coffee houses that claim they came up with it first. But really, it's not like inventing the nuclear bomb or something. It's Earl Grey tea with sweet milk. Huh. Um, so
1: well, I am I'm looking at Coles.com, and you can get some lovely women's apparel in London Fog. Uh, and yeah, I mean
3: it is it is a it is a brand. <laughs>
1: It's, it's, it's also, also a
3: tea. Well, that brand is also named after a weather phenomena in the UK. I mean, we can apply it to other no, things too, right? No,
1: now you're just talking practically.
3: <laughs> okay. Chinooks in Alberta. Shout out to our man, uh, Leo DiCaprio. Uh, Chinook helicopters. And we can take that because it's a weather phenomena and call... I can make a drink called a Chinook. I don't know what okay. that would be, but...
1: I, it, sounds like it would be some sort of spiced or mold wine but well, maybe know,
3: it's see, a native but. word so
0: I yeah. don't know, like maybe
3: a honey wine something or other.
1: ooh honey wine all right yeah
3: I have no idea if the uh, <laughs> the, the the aboriginals of the North American Midwestern <laughs> Plains ever did honey mead, but but um,
1: they just drink Molson. I've seen it on TV. It's on It's on every commercial. It's fine. That's what they do. They drink Molson. I've seen it.
3: I've Actually, seen it. this I'll has seen nothing it. to do with Ghostbusters and everything to do with Miller time. But, uh, <laughs> uh, Maybe not even Miller. Who owns
1: Miller? Uh, Anheuser-Busch Company, isn't it? Oh, okay. oh no, that's Budweiser.
3: What has I it? don't know. Miller well, owns Miller. Well, Molson, which is the, the great Canadian brand, got bought up or merged with Coors uh, a few years back. So just recently they announced that Molson Coors has spent a lot of time and energy trying to figure out what to do with craft beers. They fought it on every front, and it turns out there's a lot of people that are happy to drink beers that perhaps aren't quite so factory and their solution was it got announced the other day that they dug up a 103 year old Molson brew recipe Ooh. and they're going to make that. They're sold. making a
1: special brew. Oh, I'm sold. 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 Yeah. Brewed by the great Canadian Molson, now a Colorado company. Fantastic. I love it. <laughs>
3: See, I told you it had nothing to do with Ghostbusters.
1: <laughs> well, all right. Let's get into stuff that is about Ghostbusters because, you know, nothing. nothing's happening. It's very quiet out there. I mean, we're just going to sit and chat about lies. London Fog. Lies. Lies. Nothing but lies. So, yeah, let's get in. There's a lot of Ghostbusters stuff. Let's do it. Egon. Peter. I have some news from the world of Dozer. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. All right, I'm sitting here drinking my fantastic 100-year-old Molson, and I am ready to talk Ghostbusters 2016. There's, You know, you know, I, you know what I
3: think it is? You know that? what I think it is? I think it's like the, <laughs> at least it's not raining, or the, things could be worse. Every time you say, there's nothing going on, the universe just <laughs> heaps, like... Yep. Screw I mean, you, nerd
1: podcasters. Here. Seriously, <laughs> this is the second week where I'm like, here's the rundown. Just <laughs> kidding. Here comes another one. Just kidding. Here comes another rundown. But uh, yeah, there was there's been a lot of stuff. We've been kind of having to keep up with things, and it's it's funny. It's a lot of time and energy, and you know, there's a lot of false promises because Paul Feig was on Talking Dead, and you and I were like, oh, I wonder if he's going to talk Ghostbusters. We're going to tune in, and no, all he did was talk about they Walking Dead. Cheated. Go, they go go announced
3: figure. it on on Twitter and said ghostbusters director paul feig and i was like ah. that's good for promoting his movie it's a bit misleading when we th- hope that maybe he'll you say got something again. about
1: it you got me again but uh yeah but paul paul has been talking a little bit about the new movie uh you know because again he's in that the press media circuit and of course everybody brings it up just like they've always brought it up to bill murray and dan Aykroyd, and no matter if they're out opening a shopping mall they're like so new ghostbusters what do you think um so I mean, Paul did uh, sort of slip to somebody, and I can't I can't point it back. You know, that's the news cycle. Now I have no idea where this originated from, but uh, Paul Feig said to somebody that Leslie Jones's character was originally written for Melissa McCarthy, and of course, all of the movie blogs picked up on it. And you know, what how does this affect all of the controversy with Leslie Jones's character if that was originally written for M- Melissa McCarthy? And you know, um, and it makes sense because Feig uh, said something to the effect of "I'm paraphrasing," but you know, I've seen that character before. I've seen Melissa McCarthy as the loud, abrasive, you know, uh, everyman kind of kind of character, and it it made sense to make Melissa McCarthy something different, and then put Leslie Jones in that role and and let her kind of shine in that. So, um, I thought I thought that was interesting. It was a very interesting timing too, considering all of the conversation that was happening. But
3: uh, yeah, do you get the feeling sometimes that it's like that? What what's that? What's that called? Did you play Little
1: League? Um, I, I mean I watched Little League. <laughs> I, I read a lot of comic books, Chris. Just, I I uh, grew up.
3: My childhood was much like uh, uh, what you saw on television in that there there was the empty lot across uh, from our houses, and we used to make uh, play uh, you know kind of ad hoc uh, oh baseball man, there. man, you played and,
1: ball like a girl,
3: exactly. Yep, and the go. the way you you'd pick who goes first and all that was the, the run up the bat hand over hand. Do you know the yep. one?
1: Yep. Cap oh, yeah. The top. yeah. You got to get to the top. Yeah. Do you,
3: if, if sometimes the discussion about this movie feels a lot like that, <laughs> you know, one hand goes up and then the other hand and then the other hand, and it's a race to see oh, who
1: geez.
3: in, in th- what is it? Four months away. So in three months, three weeks, Somebody's hoping that they're gonna be the cap on top and get to yell
1: "It blows" or <laughs> "Let's watch it." I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I think that's actually a really good analogy for just just the current news cycle as it is, because as <laughs> soon as something, you know, if 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 just the little kernel of news is somewhere, everybody has to be like first dibs, you know, and it, uh, maybe that's exactly it. They've got to race to the top and get to the top of the bat with it, but. Uh, at any rate so I I, you report
3: news like a girl
1: (laughs) it's true it's true I mean I I... I'm gonna Just ask James Earl Jones. It's fine. Everything will be okay. Um, But no, I I mean, I I sort of, I sit there on bated breath. I wait for every news item because I I do want to know more. To a certain extent, I don't want to know everything. Yes, I know that there is a Reddit thread that some guy has seen the entire movie and he spoils the whole thing. I don't want to see that. I don't want to know about that. I don't want to talk about that either. I don't want to talk about that because I don't I don't care if basically you're just co- you're going to somebody who is waiting in line at a restaurant, somebody that has been sitting there for two hours and they are just looking forward to that steak. And you go that eh, steak's dry and everybody goes, ah, throws their hands up and leaves the line. You know,
3: the, the chef licked the
1: steaks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The chef licks the steaks. Doesn't every chef. But so, I, I mean, yes, he, uh, he does that with all his steaks. He licks them. <laughs> He's got a thing about licking the
3: owner of the restaurant before they got fired had an agenda, bring in the new chef because he likes to lick steaks. He and all likes for, to lick steaks. I don't know, the analogy is out of control here. But, uh, uh, yeah, hashtag steak licker, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's some, the only thing I did see is it popped up and people sent me links, much like uh, Family Guy, that one that got turned into a GIF of the guy like, yep. would you like to see the pictures of my family? And then he starts hitting the guy in the face repeatedly. <laughs> that's how certain news items, uh, get, you know, they fill my, they fill up my feed and my messages and my emails with people going, did you see this? Did you? Yes, I did. Yes, and I like, saw it. I'm like you. I, know. I was like, no, no, I'm going to run away. And then the only other thing I saw is it went by, somebody pointed out to a link that, and I never confirmed it because in order to confirm it, I'd have to go look at the thing and I don't want to look at the thing. But somebody said, I think it's the same guy. That leaked the details about the Force Awakens, and it was quite literally: Is Luke a robot? Yes, Luke is entirely a robot. Oh my God, <laughs> Luke's a
1: robot! <laughs> yeah, Luke is an <laughs> evil robot. <laughs> so that was an, that was enough uh,
3: of a fantasy for me to go good okay. enough, walking yep. away. Now. I'm good. Yeah,
1: I mean, uh, you know, let's actually let's jump ahead on the rundown because I feel like this is more relevant, and then we'll come back to the Holtzman, Holtzman, uh, Holtzman versus Holtzman. Get get ready for that. But let's come back to that. I want to talk. About about the Kevin Smith thing because talk about somebody punching you in the face with, with this one particular news item. It was it just constant and it was even to the yeah. point where like my friends that don't even engage in my Ghostbusters social networking were like, oh my God, did you see what Kevin Smith said about the new Ghostbusters movie? And I said, well, no, I mean I, I listened to the clip from Hollywood Babylon and it seemed pretty harmless. You just didn't like the editorial on the trailer, but then it just it it ran rampant. It was this thing like Kevin Smith rips new Ghostbusters movie. Kevin Smith calls new Ghostbusters movie complete piece of shit. Like wh- what? <laughs> Where did Go- this come from?
3: <laughs> ghost Yeah, Kevin Smith rips on Ghostbusters. Tr- uh, no, Kevin Smith uh, rips on Ghostbusters. Says it's, it'll suck no he only talked about the trailer kevin smith slams trailer yeah he slammed the trailer but he's looking forward to the movie kevin smith just wants to work with those people yeah oh god it's just, it's, I mean, a, it's, it's
1: a race to cap the baseball bat yeah it's so and it's editorializing too that's not what he said at all they're taking they're oh. taking one sentence out of context and then that's the headline that they run with and it's it's crazy you know it's I mean, it's, it's like the headline. I don't remember where I saw it because I don't care and I don't want to give them any notoriety for it, but it was like, um, new Ghostbusters movie runs entire cast off Twitter. And it was just based on, on the fact that Leslie Jones said she was thinking about leaving Twitter yeah. Their headline was that it ran everybody off of of off of the social network. No, that's not a, that's not at all what happened. It's ridiculous. Thanks Matt Drudge. Now the entire uh, internet is
3: just God. yellow journalism hyperbole. It
1: really is. So, okay, so here's what I thought we would do, Chris, because I I actually really Look, Kevin Smith has so many podcasts that I don't think the guy ever sleeps. He probably podcasts twenty three out of the twenty four hours of a day, and it's and it's fine. I don't mind it. Fat Man on Batman was fantastic with Paul Dini. If you haven't listened to it, it's one of the best interviews with Paul Dini that I've ever heard. You have to go listen to all of Kevin Smith's podcasts after you listen to ours, of course. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna play you the clip from Hollywood Babylon, and then Chris, you and I can talk about actually what he actually says. Okay, all right, here we go. <laughs>
4: Very disappointed. Speaking of disappointing, Mm. some people online were disappointed when Sony released their first trailer for the Ghostbusters reboot this week. This is like, if I'm, I don't look, I think Paul Feig, 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 yeah. Like, come on. Bridesmaids. Right. The Heat. Right. And Spy. All of these three, inarguably, very funny movies. Yes. Um, great showcases for female comic and, talent, and he's worked with Kristen Wiig in Bridesmaids. Yep. He's worked with McCarthy in a couple flicks. Now all of those flicks, Kate McKinnon, always genius on Saturday Night Live, very funny, and and, and Leslie Jones, the, of Leslie Jones uh, both of them coming from SNL, so they got heat as well. And, and they've been all of them have been very funny. Yes. So I don't. It's this is not like fuck. Women can't be funny. Bullshit. All these women are hysterical. Whoever cut this trailer needs to be sat down. And, I mean, I'm not going to call for their job (laughs) to be taken away from them, but they need to be scolded. And I went online to say as much, and I got a lot of stick from people who were saying... Oh, you you male-oriented, blah, blah, blah. You don't like women. has nothing to do. I'm no woman hater just because I don't like this trailer. I'm a comedy lover, and that's why I didn't like this trailer. It could have been all men the same jokes. Absolutely, and And nothing would have landed. Yeah, it's it's just the trailer's not strong. And that doesn't mean the movie's going to blow. Like, again, the pedigree of this movie is undeniable. There's no way all these people involved don't make a funny, at least watchable, fun movie. However, it does make me dubious when you see lines in a in a screenplay. Like, so when someone gets hit in the face and they say, well, that's going to leave a mark. I'm like, you... you yeah, that's, that's in a lot of movies. Uh, enough yeah. movies. And if you know anything about comedy movies, you know, oh, well, we can't use that joke because that's been f***ing just played to death. Yeah, right? In a world where you're like, let's show them the brand new Ghostbusters after 30 30- Yes. That's include that sign where she says that's going to leave a mark, but it's not even like, oh, they said that in the original Ghostbusters, right? Like, no, they said that in like Tommy, Tommy boy, boy. <laughs> 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 they're homaging Tommy boy baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I thought it was weird that they leaned a little. On the past, but not a lot. No. Like, just by showing the firehouse or saying 30 years ago, there were guys who did this similar thing. Four scientists saved here. the city. Now here's the new ones. Right. But it doesn't happen here in this building. It happens in a different building. Is that right? So they're yeah. not even using the firehouse? They don't use the firehouse, no. <laughs> Why did they show it then? Just to be like, remember this? <laughs> hey, remember how much you liked this other thing? Do you think well, there's another one coming. They didn't use footage because there's some... They'd have to pay somebody. I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I know the, the internet seemed very worried this week. Um, I'm. I'm more. I'm, um, I'm. I'm erring on the side of all these people have always delivered. There's no way that they got together and made something that isn't funny. But if that's like but came wearing a, a wig that was when f- you f- f- when, when you're panning past a series of, of mannequin heads it's like with a wigs scooby-doo on them. bit it's like three stooges i think did stuff like yeah. that yeah i was like why would you here's what nearest i could figure you know me i'm always trying to find a f- good things play <laughs> devil's advocate nearest i could figure is they have not had any um, test screenings so that's based on somebody's taste most comedy trailers are cut after having been through a few test screenings, and they say, oh, you- these moments work. Let's bang. Them that's why, you know, when people are like, oh, I put all the best jokes in the trailer. Yes. And that's because they f-ing found out what worked best. And they the want image. you to come, come see it. it. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's idea. Idea. They're not being honest. It's, it's kind of a commercial. commercial. A little tricky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say this, but it's called marketing. But, like, nobody – there's no way that – if that's – if they had a test screening and those are the best jokes <laughs> – They loved that Kate in a wig. Yeah. Make I, sure that plays. I don't know. And then, you know, I saw there are some people that were like, oh, it's not four scientists. It's three scientists and they're all white. And then, the you know, the one lady is like – I don't know about this science stuff but I know New York and so a lot of people are like oh Oh. they can't after all this time hashtag Ghostbusters so white yes (laughs) like they can't even like okay she can't be a scientist scientist, too too. just like it is and it seems very close to the formula of Ghostbusters three white people meeting a black dude later on down the road who's kind of in over his head (laughs) he's he's got a good heart (laughs) He sure can drive the Ecto-1. I mean, I don't know. Kate McKinnon. She's the wacky MTA right. worker or yeah. whatever. But in their defense, they do have a very funny exorcist joke that they worked into the trailer, which I thought was really strong. I'm glad finally someone is doing a little parody of the exorcist. They're going to get theirs. And then the, head, the head turning around 180 degrees. Finally, someone is touching on Somebody's that. Somebody's taking them down a peg. I'm fucking tired. The exorcist is always lording it over us. Nobody ever took on that material. Finally, someone has the ball. Billy Frankens gonna fucking take it right up the shoot, finally. <laughs> right. after 40 years. Finally, someone make gonna Linda track. Blair cry. Yeah, that was weird, man. Why do you make that reference when nobody that you're marketing this movie to has ever seen that f-ing movie? I just again I don't I don't I don't blame the filmmakers. I can't How can you not? I can't believe they shot that stuff in the first place, right? Yeah. Would you even shoot those jokes? Um, I ain't afraid of old jokes. <laughs> boy, a, oh boy. It's a new song. And I think it was a mistake to invoke. Like, unless that's part of their story, like, to invoke 30 years ago. And if they are going to invoke that, then, like, what do you mean? Like, right. how do they tie in with the others? Well, they don't. Apparently, this is not... There's no history to the Ghostbusters. This isn't a handoff. There's not, like... You shouldn't be. No, no. Ackroyd doesn't show up with a proto, you know, with a pack and say, all right, you guys are... You're the new generation. No, this is... This is Reboot. This is from Jump Street. It's got to be something there mm-hmm. that they didn't put in the trailer. <laughs> it's the better so be. Did you see the recut trailer? No. Did There's someone, someone some go back? Some fan recut a trailer that's like, honestly, it's about 50 seconds long. And all they did different. They didn't add new footage. They took out some shit. And they used the song. That, that made all the difference, dude. Not just like quasi- snippets of it, they just used and it's, you know and they took out some of the and boy oh boy, (laughs) it was enjoyable
1: Okay, so Chris, I'm going to pull out one quote out of context and that's going to be the springboard for our discussion. He says and this is a direct quote, the trailer is not strong, that doesn't mean the movie is going to blow, it's just a little weird they leaned on the past well, that, that's I mean, just
3: because you're a shill for Sony, Troy. Well,
1: that's just because I'm a shill for Sony. <laughs> but those are those are the, the man's man's words himself, and he even yeah. he went to Twitter and Facebook and and he, his he Instagram, reiterated. yeah. And he was like, "Look, here's what I said. Here's what the headlines people are running with for clickbait. I can't believe this. I I'm willing to bet it's because." If Smith defends Ghostbusters director and cast is your headline, nobody clicks on it. You know, it's like, oh, look yeah. at this guy is defending the cast. Yeah, I'm not gonna read that. I wanna see him just shove it into the ground and just get that face in the dirt and make it chew on it. No, that's well, not that, what he did and, at all. And
3: he, he's an uh with the nerd set particularly, a well known comedy director. So what what they really have been looking for is the thing that you'll never find, other than oh, it's never entered our thing, with the exception of Uwe Boll. No, no, no other film Uwe director is still a thing. Yeah, no uh. film director or writer or anybody has stood up and said because it's just professional courtesy. I mean, I'm sure some of them might go whatever. Yeah, nobody's going to stand up and say you suck.
1: No, no, and and the points that he makes about the trailer are very valid. You know, yeah. he he makes the point. That they are leaning on old jokes, quote unquote, old jokes. And yes, I mean, again, it kind of goes back to what we talked about last week. It's this very, you know, Three Stooges, Marx Brothers, Bowery Boys, like that's going to leave a mark like that style of comedy. Again, I don't know if that's because they're just playing the greatest hits for a trailer because they don't have a whole lot of time, or again, maybe they don't want to reveal too much, and these are the jokes that don't reveal anything. That's or my alts. guess.
3: You and I talked or about alt-takes alt that won't yeah. appear in the movie. Um, the, the one thing you and I never talked about, too, is, and I thought of it the other day, was maybe not the best foot to lead forward on online, because they're not there, but... And, of course, it's running now in front of uh, 10 Cloverfield Place where, where you're never going to find them, but those are kid jokes. True. Like, yeah, very me, true. Don't get me wrong. I I, I kind of snicker at, at slapstick myself, but kids in particular love that kind of humor.
1: Yeah, and it's it's old jokes to you and I and to yeah. you know, us 20-, 30-, 40-year-olds that have seen this many times, but at the same time for kids that... Again, you know, they make a good point. Like, how many kids know The Exorcist? Boy, it's about time somebody puts The Exorcist in its place. Yes, yeah, sure. That's a that's an old joke. Sure, whatever. I've seen it a few times, but you know, it's it it plays fast and it plays for a younger audience. And fine, whatever. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more nuance to this movie than in the 90 second trailer. And I think that's exactly what Smith was trying to get toward. Look, the trailer wasn't up my alley, but look at the pedigree of this film. I know, like, there's no way that all these people can get together and there's not going to be something in there that doesn't make me laugh. And I think that's what he was trying to to get across. But then, you know, somebody was able to pull that out so that they, yeah. as you said, could be the first to the top of the bat to be like, look, it sucks, you know?
3: Well, there was a bit of a sine wave where he, you know, kind of down on the trailer, up on, on um, the potential of the movie based on cast and director more discussion about the trailer and then kind of ends off again with but to you know but to reiterate <laughs> I find all these women funny and I think the movie's going to be great right like
1: yeah yeah and so I mean at any rate so I thought- I feel
3: bad for him cuz yeah it's like I it's like you and I were saying it's it's they found a director they they had to to twist it right but they yeah. found what they wanted which was a director that was quote unquote Ripping on the the trailer and the yeah movie, here's here's somebody
1: with a notable name somebody that you recognize especially in the online community it's like oh Kevin Smith said something I'm gonna listen you know I, I again yeah they latched onto it but I I mean I'm, I I hope I hope they don't mind us actually playing that entire excerpt uh, you, please go listen to Hollywood <laughs> Babylon Ralph Garman and Kevin Smith always have really good conversation I worry about Kevin Smith's lungs the way that he <laughs> the way that he coughs there's a little something in there now that like man I. Switch to a vaporizer or something. I'm worried about you, buddy. But
3: um, we'll take the interview out if you come on the show, Cannon. (laughs) Come Come Hello and play Kevin. with us, Kevin. <laughs> Come join
1: us. Oh, God. Here we go again. It's creepy. It's creepy. I'm in Vancouver. Actually, he's in Vancouver
3: right now, too. He's shooting oh. the flash. He's dropping yeah, well, the there flash. There you go. So. Just
1: stop by. Everybody uh, in Vancouver knows each other. That's all you got to do. He's here do. for at least a month. It's old. God, I wonder. Let's get him on the show. Oh, let's I'm do sure it. he's never been asked to be on anybody else's podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. So let's get back to the the the, the Holtzman versus Holzman. Uh, this is this is something I noticed. I love the fact, okay, the Ghostbusters Snapchat, if you're not following it, they keep throwing up these, these sneak peek glimpses at little details on the set and little close ups, and, you know, kind of revealing a little bit of detail here and there. But the last one that they posted as we're recording, this was a shot of some very familiar wooden lockers for one, uh, with all of the flight suits hanging outside of them. And then some masking tape on the front with all of the last names of the characters. Um, OCD me noticed a spelling error on Holtzman's name. It only had one N. And so here I am, I'm trying to, you know, absorb a new canon. I'm trying to get, you know, uh, up on it's like when The Force Awakens comes out and I have to be like, what's that planet name? What's that guy's name? I have to memorize all of this already. Okay, here we go. So I'm trying to get up on all of this new canon. Um, Holtzman with one N versus Holtzman with two N's. What's right? What's wrong? Um, you know, it's like Zetamore, Zedamore with an I'm, E without an E.
3: I'll tell you what's wrong.
1: What's wrong? you OCD. I am OCD. <laughs> I am OCD.
3: I know it's an interesting point. I honestly, though, is it like a, a costumer masking tape thing? It's, or? Yeah,
1: well, it's, it's like a costumer. It looks like you know, in the first movie, um, how they have the sort of handwritten masking tape things on the on the fronts of the doors. That's that's kind of what it looks like. It could be mm. a costume department or an art department or even, you know, whoever took the photo for the Snapchat might have put those up there just for a little something, something. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I, I reached out to and- Andrew Schaefer because, Andrew, I hope you're listening. We love you, man. Um, and and he's sort of the keeper of the new canon in my eyes. He's If if uh, Ghostbusters is Star Wars, he's the Pablo Hidalgo that's keeping track of all the new canon. And I said, look, man, all of the marketing to this point has had two N's. Here's a shot in the movie with one N. What's right? What's wrong? <laughs> and he wrote back saying, no, two N's is correct. Kevin wrote those. And he just doesn't have an attention to detail. That guy can't <laughs> trust him to do anything. So... So yeah, I mean, this is it it, actually, if that's the truth, if Kevin in the movie misspells their names, that's great. There you go. nuanced joke. That's not a big broad, uh, that's going to leave a mark. comedy. I think that would be funny. So, um, anyway, I'm making much more of a mountain out of a molehill than I should be of this, but I just thought it was interesting for all of you people out there. I know that Mr. Michael T who, you know, is, is manning the Wikipedia, uh, He's, he's, he's keeping a close eye on that. He wants to know what the proper spelling is. For an outdoor clean,
2: when it don't look good, Karcher puts you in control. With a perfect setting for every task, dirt is busted in no time.
4: The Karcher pressure washer, don't be afraid of dirt.
1: Hey, let's talk power washers. You want to talk power washers? Because I want to talk power washers. <laughs> yep, that that's it. That's some good power washing, Chris. You're doing great.
3: Uh, I'm the Michael Winslow of Canada. <laughs>
1: <laughs> never had one lesson. <laughs> yeah, never had one lesson. <laughs> no, so Karcher, Karcher, is it Karcher? Uh, where is it Kertcher? on the rundown? Right Carter, yes, Carter, yeah. the the company whose name I haven't heard of until just now. Um, they've got a power washer that they're selling. What appears to be in the UK, but I think they're an international company. But it's it's the first promotional tie-in for the new Ghostbusters. You know, with the Ghostbusters now in theaters, and it's a power washer on a store display. Yeah,
3: um, not, not counting Twinkies and not counting Ecto Cooler, which we know are coming, which but we know are coming. But we
1: haven't seen in stores yet. Yeah. Do, trust me, I'm watching. I'm watching oh, like those a hawk, man.
3: Jason at Ghostbusters News got sent some
1: boxes. <sighs> yeah, uh, we know who everybody's favorite is. It's fine. No, uh, we can take it. We can we can handle it. It's fine. Anyway, I'm gonna, have, I'm has he got a power washer? Because be I'm gonna no, get
3: Actually, where's the power wash? Actually, um, I could use a power wash. <laughs> I have, exactly. I've got a brick patio that, by the end of our uh, endless rainy, uh, uh, moss loves it. Winter here in Vancouver, I could really use a power. There washer. you
1: go. Who are you going to call? Call Karcher. I'm assuming that's what they're going to do. <laughs> Anyway, all right, let's talk uh, let's talk something else. Let's talk stern pinball. That's what everybody's talking about. That's yes. what all the cool kids are talking about. Like you and i we're we're talking power washers because we're a couple of family men, but everybody else is talking <laughs> stern pinball machines. Um, yes, we've we didn't get to talk about it last week because what they did is they um, as everybody usually does, they announced it the day after we recorded the podcast. So we weren't able to actually talk about it in full. So that's right stern pinball they put up all the details about the new pinball machine they showed the play field they put out a great press release that gave you details and all of the game formats um curiously in the press release they say that the game is narrated by ernie hudson jr which is actually the ernie hudson we know's son but we know for a fact it's ernie hudson winston zeddemore yeah who is doing the
3: the other sales pdf
1: okay good so that that was that was erroneous and fixed but um but yeah, I mean, uh, this Stern pinball machine, seriously, if I had the liquid income and I actually had a place somewhere in my apartment to put that thing, I want... Th- I mean, the game looks fantastic. There's so many great... There's there's so many great nuances to it, right down to all the different gameplay modes. There's all the on-screen display stuff that's happening. Um, I, we really got a good sense of it in this Twitch stream. Did you watch that, Chris?
3: I did, uh, although uh, I also then... Uh, there's a list of the features, which kind of like it's, for me, it was kind of a cacophony, uh, and I w- it was hard to I didn't, I couldn't do multiple viewings, which is what it comes down to, which I thought I think would have went a long way to helping me pick out certain things, so I cheated yeah.
1: Well, it was like a two-hour stre- stream, oh, or three-hour stream or something, so I had yeah. to kind of skip through it, yeah um, Did you want me to just read off the uh, Yeah, if you wouldn't mind, here? and then maybe we can okay. talk about them, and then what I'll do is I'll play a little bit of audio from that Twitch feed, I mean, it's, the wonderful format of Twitch doesn't really help uh for the audio (laughs) audio podcast uh platform you know get off my lawn kids you and your twitch but um yeah we'll we'll play a little bit of that audio but yeah chris go go through those features because the multi-ball and all of the different sort of gameplay modes were super cool
3: okay so this is the sales copy that they have for which is interesting because i other than you know arcades and all that who's gonna see the ad copy um Collectors, maybe? I don't know, but it says, NYC has been invaded by a horde of ghostly apparitions. Attractions collect loose ghost spirits to activate different play mode features, become a Ghostbuster, and clean up the town. All original art packages done by Zombie Yeti, a.k.a. Jeremy Packer, who's on Twitter, and he's a nice guy. That wasn't in the copy, that's me. Score big on the 3D animated Slimer feature. Custom speech and narration by Ghostbusters actor Ernie Hudson, a.k.a. Winston Zeddemore. Hit theme song by Ghostbusters. uh, Hit hit theme song Ghostbusters by Ray Parker Jr. Original music compositions with that ghostly theme. And then um, to go to the features, they have now. Here's the entire list, and I'll uh, and I'll tell you what the qualification is after. But uh, production limited to 500 machines. No. Well, here, like I said, that'll get to the qualifications in a second. Certificate of authenticity signed by Gary Stern. Designer Autograph Playfield featuring John Trudeau's signature under hard coat. Serialized number plate. Shaker motor. Color-changing Stay Puff Marshmallow Man toy. Rotating Motorized Animated Interactive Slimer toy. Motorized Animated Interactive Slimer toy. Um, unique Interactive Holographic Ecto-Goggles. 3D-molded Public Library. Public Library... Ooh, I don't even know what that word is. Hello... Oh. Butyrate? Public Library Butyrate. B U T Y R A T E. Oh, I'll have to look that up. Yeah, it
1: must be a pinball term or something. I don't know what that is.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Arcade Heroes on Twitter. Save us. What the hell is that? (laughs) 3D molded storage containment facility with two lights and flasher. Storage containment unit. uh, Storage containment facility. Butyrate with two lights. Yeah, there it is again. What is that? Butyrate. Yeah. Haunted magnetic slingshots. Traditional mechanical slings, two pop-up Colary Brothers rollover drop targets, underground Whoa. subway ball lock, subway ball eject, steel drop-off speed ramp through subway ball lock, repeatable steel crossover looping ramp, bi-directional ramp, triple newton ball public library feature, single newton ball stacked books feature, control gate, and nine stand-up targets. Wow. And the, the, the qualifications I put in is they have a checklist next to it because there are three editions of this game. There's the pro. There's the premium, and there's the limited.
1: Aha, okay.
3: Now, all that stuff at the top, uh, like limited to 500 machines, certificate of authenticity, autographed...
1: That's only the limited version. Number plate,
3: all the way to shaker motor. That's the limited edition. Aha, okay. then it kicks in that the three different editions have different mix and matches. And as you might expect, it seems like there's... So when I said two things back-to-back, like there's the... 3D-molded public library, and then the public library uh, butyrate. Uh, butyrate. The Pro, which is <laughs> kind of a misleading name for the basic version, it gets the second one. A Butyrate, okay. whatever it is, sounds like maybe it's a cheaper or less fancy-looking yeah, one. Yeah, maybe it's like
1: a facade where it's just like the cardboard front as opposed to a 3D-injected yeah, mold. Or the Slimer
3: toy, but yeah. the one before it was rotating Slimer toy. Rotating will be in the fancy editions. Slimer will just be in all of them. Here's the thing, though. Don't even worry about the... Uh, don't even worry about price, uh, which is about 5800 for the Pro and 7600 for the uh, Premium Edition. Oof. I couldn't find the price for the Limited, and don't bother, because after a day of the uh, the video going live and all that, all 500 were gone.
1: Uh, all right, so the true collectors who know when and where to pre-order those they, things, they, they, they had to already. jump on that. Got it, okay, so... Not for us. We are but mere mortals. All right, that's fine. <laughs> we don't even know what tirade is. We don't we deserve don't, it. We don't. We don't deserve the limited edition. I don't know that I deserve just the regular, quote-unquote, pro edition. Oh, I don't know. they're so pretty. And I, the thing is, is man, the, one.
3: yeah, the limited is um, a Slimer uh, cabinet. The cabinet is a special. The art's all there and all that, but it's got, like, green slime. It's really... All three boards are are amazing uh like the pro one i think it's the pro one has like the ecto the ecto like one a-
1: that's my i mean that's that's funny because that's my favorite so maybe yeah. that's kind of what they did but but uh, the
3: slimer one it has its own kind of appeal actually it may just be me because i know i kind of liked the the green slime dvd edition that came out uh, a lot of people hated okay. it so i don't know maybe
1: i'm just yeah you're partial <laughs> to slimer me and me and
3: Larry Stroth from Monster <laughs> HQ we're down with the
1: slimer down with the slimer well so here's here's what i think we'll do we'll play a few um snippets from that actual twitch stream that they did where the m- most of the game was unveiled and you know, the the designer and the programmer, they show up and, and they get a couple of questions thrown at them again because of the format. They're not really hard-hitting questions, but here's here's a little bit from that Twitch stream that gave us a really good look at this game.
5: pop is older than Jesus, Miguel Ortega says, so there
2: he is. Well, me and Jesus used to be buds. You, <laughs> you guys
5: went to high school together? Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure that wasn't Jesus? Yeah. Okay, yeah. oh, your moderator today is Stern Marketing and Licensing Director Jody Dankberg. All right. Wow. That's really cool. Who's that guy? He's a jerk. <laughs> All right. Oh, when is... Re- okay, so we're going to start this off uh, live Q&A with uh, John Trudeau. You guys know him as Dr. Flash, uh, world famous uh, pinball designer, also uh, in-house Stern designer. We're really proud to have him. Um, he's a hell of a nice guy and a hell of a, hell of a pinball designer. All right, here's the money for saying that. Okay, yeah, you can pay me later. (laughs) You can pay me later. All right, so uh, Dr. Flash is Pinball Jesus. That's what... Okay.
2: Oh! Pinball Jesus! Should we call you Pinball Jesus? That's something different. That's awesome. That's the first time I heard that one. That's awesome.
5: So we're just going to, you know, play this casual. Um, You guys, uh, please submit your questions for John. Uh, John, we just released the new Ghostbusters game uh, that John and the team worked real hard on for the past year. So if you want to ask questions about Ghostbusters, go ahead. So here's a question, um, and I, th- I think a lot of people have this question. So on-, on our Ghostbusters limited edition machine, we have magnetic slingshots, right? That's true. And uh, and Jason Ruffer has a qu- A lot of people have a question here. Okay, so let's talk about the magnetic slingshots. Okay. Tell-, tell us about the concept for that and
2: how they work. Well, the concept for that, I, I had an idea back at uh, Williams actually to do these, and uh, we never got a, it. Never came to fruition. Uh, unfortunately, I was let go from Williams about the same time that this idea came to, came to bear, and I didn't ever. Was that the time? Was that the time you ran around with your shirt off? They let you they let you go? <laughs> no, that was my pants. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> but, but that, then it came around here, and I said. Well, we have a ghost game. This is the perfect time to use those, and uh, we we threw a uh, a white wood together and quickly tested them out to see what we could do with them, and it, they worked out really good. Yeah, no, no. I've gotten to see
5: them in action, and uh, they do a mm, little bit more than a regular slingshot. So, yeah, they they can act like a regular slingshot, almost, almost. Yeah. So, so, ghost. so, so what I saw was. Um, you know, uh, the ball bouncing back and forth between the two slingshots. They could play catch, they the can ghosts play. play catch. I saw uh, the ball being, I saw the a ghost, I guess he was a ghost because he wasn't there, <laughs> but I saw the ball going to the middle of the playfield and bouncing off the slingshot, then going back to the middle of the playfield, then bouncing off the slingshot, and back and
2: forth like he was dribbling the ball. There's a lot of things. We can grab the ball, hold it, mm-hmm. uh, shoot it back up the playfield, or mm-hmm. drop it down onto your flipper. And somebody had a question. Uh,
5: what are we doing around that area of the playfield to protect it? Are we doing an extra Mylar piece down there because there's
2: going to yeah, be... there was a thought about putting more Mylar on there. I don't know if we've gone, we haven't done gone into production for the LEs or premium, so we we haven't uh, addressed the question yet. Okay, but so we will. We'll do some prototyping and, and mm-hmm. of, of the painted,
5: you know, screen The painted yeah. area,
2: yeah, because yeah, I know they did... they behave differently on a white wood than it does on a finished oh, yeah. playfield. yeah, yeah, and, and I know the paint did wear off somewhat mm-hmm. on. Uh, Black Knight, mm-hmm. who had the Magnus like Magnus hmm and in that spot, right where the ball wobbles, right. Yep. Okay.
5: Cool. All right. Here we go.
2: Oh, Timu wants to know when we can
5: see the slings in action. I think you know, uh, probably just in about a few weeks, we're going to have mm-hmm. uh, some gameplay video of our LE and premiums, right? And we'll probably show that off. Uh, oh, I'm
2: sure all the all the new features we'd like to show.
5: Yeah, we're gonna show going to show them off. Yeah, we're fine tuning those features for you folks, and we're going to get those out to you. Very much so. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Justin Kennedy says Ecto Goggles. Explain.
2: Well, it's a nice place to throw the uh, Ecto Goggles in. Uh, it consists of a, a small LCD screen that's hidden away from straight on viewing, but we have a uh, two way mirror, or one way mirror, I guess, uh, over the playfield that makes the screen image appear to be on the playfield as you're looking at it, as you're playing it. So we have an animated target, pretty much, so to speak. And when you shoot through the area where the target appears to be, there is an opto switch shooting across that lane and and it scores the target accordingly.
5: Cool. so and we've seen this technology before on some other
2: pinball machines but this is kind of more of like a little focused area yeah you know what I mean like the old Williams yeah. pinball 2000 yeah exactly yeah the effect is the same that um, split mirror goes back to the wow Pepper, to the 50s Pe- 60s, Ghost, right yeah. in the old gun games they used to use them yeah. you know even yeah. the
5: disneyland haunted house the, the haunted, haunted, mansion haunted, haunted, haunted mansion haunted
2: mansion has got a big one there yeah, exactly yeah. it's really cool but the uh, effect is
5: great. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense for Ghostbusters, right? Yeah, but there again, it's ghosts. How do you put a ghost in a game? And then uh, well, the thing I think is really cool about it is that we can put so many different ghosts in there. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. L- literally, so an infinite, you infinite do. amount of ghosts in there. So, Whatever you want. As celebrities pass away, we can start putting them there in the you games. You <laughs> put Iggy Pop in there?
2: Oh, well, if he's dead yet. <laughs> he's not dead yet. Thank God he's not dead yet. Ghostbusters is so uh, iconic. It's so universal. Appeals to old people, young people, uh, male, females. It, it it's just everyone. Everyone. I was at I was voting Tuesday, and uh, the judges were arguing about they someone they had to call, and I said, "Well, who are you gonna call?" Both of them said, "Ghostbusters." <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of in our zeitgeist. It's
5: it's. It's pop culture. It's, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's awesome. Well, it it, it, it expands the, the generations. I was explaining that the other day, I'm like, you know, it's just as powerful as a license as a Star Trek or Star Wars or, mm-hmm. or anything, or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Marvel stuff, it's, it's, it's iconic. Yes, it is. And I think a lot of, lot, yes, I think a, a lot of people are uh, some, somewhat taken back by how successful yeah.
2: how, how successful. It's been. Well, I hope not. I was fortunate enough to, uh, to want that for uh, a number of years, and when I came into Stern it was on my short list of themes to do right and I was rewarded with it along the way and I said oh yeah here we go <laughs> so I had fun doing it um, someone asked a question about the
5: so in the pro we have a virtual when we lock balls in the storage facility for storage facility multi ball, which is man what an awesome presentation that is that's cute. um <laughs> but we're virtually locking balls in the premium LE, we actually, when the ball goes down under the subway, mm-hmm. we can actually kick it over to a trough. That's correct. Where the balls are physically locked. Yes. So we have a physical ball lock on yes. the premium LE versus um, a, virtual. A, virtual. a virtual, and how does that
2: work? Can you explain uh, that, the, how that mechanism works? Yeah, the, the mechanism is ju- is just a, a diverter, uh, similar to the one that was on Mustang LEs, uh, that would uh, divert the ball to the wire ramp that, that ran across the board. This one, when it goes down under the board, the diverter uh, knocks it off into a trough. And there's a three-switch area there that the ball's not line up with, and there's a ball release down there that lets them out to the uh, vertical up kicker. It's, it's, it's like there. a true subway. There's like track changing and
5: everything. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And those will shoot out the scoop? Correct. Okay, yeah, the, where we have a saucer in the pro, there's an actual scoop. You, know, that you could shoot
2: into which or. is the shot from the from the playfield that's why we have the mm-hmm. the trough there to keep the balls staged so they're not in the way for the ball the the, uh, the trough or the scoop is accessible from yeah. the flippers
5: someone asked if we're gonna see this in a digital forum in the pinball arcade mm, probably yeah. that would be nice probably absolutely um, alright so, so here's, a, here's a good question so somebody was asking how much does stay puff
2: really interact with the gameplay it, it He's, the he's sense, more or less a mode. Uh, yeah. He changes colors. Mm-hmm. He starts out white, and uh, he changes to yellow and orange and red mm-hmm. as he gets angrier and angrier and angrier, and making that that orbit shot on around the right side mm-hmm. uh, changes scores his values. Okay, cool. So, so he's he's, uh, he's so uh,
5: so he sounds like he's more of a like a decoration, but yet a little bit interactive because he's got lights and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah,
2: he's. He's like a an indicator. Yeah, so okay, cool. A sign. And
5: it's really cool how we have uh, you have him perched behind the buildings there. Yeah, he looks it, like
2: he's in the right spot. Yeah, It's,
5: it's uh, and that's what a lot of people have been commenting on, is that in this game, more than some other games, really looks like a world under glass.
2: And, this and movie- I tried to do that with this game, because it, oh. it it just lent itself to it. Mm-hmm. You know, make it New York, and we go from the left side of the game, which is... A little more large scale size and I wanted to bring it down slowly across the back of the game mm-hmm. and up the, up down the right side and bring it down in scale so we're going from close-ups of the buildings to uh, uh, a skyline mm-hmm. going straight on and then actually out into the bay on the right side. Yeah, it's
5: it's and especially in the premium really like we, we there's actually molds uh, molded you know pieces on the game that really don't even interact with the game but just really help create that world. And yeah. I think that's, yeah. that's kind of neat. I think yeah. that's really important. Uh, fit and finish kind of thing.
2: Yes, it looks nice.
5: It was, that was a really fun project to work on. Yes, like, yeah, yeah. We had a lot of yeah. fun, a yeah. L- little bit of stressful. Just, I was telling people that it was stressful getting in touch with all the actors to get their likeness approval, you know? Because that was probably the hardest. There was a lot of famous people on that game.
2: Sure, sure, that, that was probably the hardest. That was the hardest We part. tried to get everybody in there. We,
5: I think we did. Except for Janine. I don't think yeah. Janine's in there. No, I don't think she is. But she's in there. And but her voice her, is her in there. Her voice it. is in there. And she says, we got, we got one. one. <laughs> we got
2: one.
5: We got one. We got one. Zombie Eddie, actually, I saw was in the chat. Um, and he asked, is Greg Freres' maiden name really uh, <laughs> I... Estevez Sheen? Do you know?
2: <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. I'm going <laughs> we'll to plead ignorance. We'll have to do a and a I'm going to take the fifth. We'll do a and a with Greg and see what he <laughs> there says. There you go. Okay, uh, that's why I like working with him.
5: <laughs> He's a uh, wack job. He is. He is. He's a great. Now let's talk about the music in the game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I got to tell you, for a, not in a long time have I heard such great music in a pinball machine. Um, yeah, and most
2: of it, most of it is original.
5: Yeah, and so tell us about who, 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 uh, who's the person who worked on that, and, and 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 tell us about him, and tell us about uh, what he did for the game. Jerry
2: Thompson, yes. He's out of uh, Washington State. Yes. And really great guy. He uh, hosted me when I went to the Seattle Pinball Show a number of years back. And uh, he obviously knows how to mix audio. (laughs) Because all of these sounds, all of the effects, the uh, speech calls, the original music all came out of his Mm -hmm. studio. Yeah, so he was—he was—he just—he—he—he he, he kind of managed and directed. The, he was the music director, basically. Exactly. And uh, yeah. Fantastic job. Yeah. He I, had some guys that just nailed the feel of the uh, the movie music. The piano on mm-hmm. uh, on on the We Got One mode is—it's mm-hmm. insane. There. It's, it's it's excellent. It's not exactly. from it. It's not from a you would board. think that most of that music came out of the movie. Yeah, but on, only the uh, actual uh, Ray Parker Jr. song was. The one that was licensed.
5: Yeah, it was. It it was. I think Jerry did such an awesome job, and I can't wait to see what he does on our next project. Um, And so, uh, John, is anything you want to say to to the crowd uh, before Uh, we go play this
2: machine? You're going to enjoy it. I'm really uh, happy with the way it came out.
4: All
1: right, at risk of turning this into a clip show, Chris. Uh, there's another <laughs> clip that I want to play. All right, it has nothing to do with Stern Pinball, um, but Ray Parker Jr. He, the dude's been everywhere. He did a Reddit Ask Me Anything, and now there's a clip from this hired gun documentary that's at the yeah. South by Southwest Film Festival. Both um, both
3: both linked, I think. I see. I think the AMA was about the. Essentially, yeah, about it, the hired gun.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, as, as I understand, it's a documentary about the studio, like the session musicians and the people that are hired, you know, works for hire trying to put together things for like Stevie Wonder and, yeah. and all of these types of things. Kind of, of
3: people. a, it, it struck me as a modern follow up, like an excellent companion to the Wrecking Crew. Did you watch that documentary? Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: A nice kind of from the 70s on continuation, if that makes any sense. The Wrecking Crew were very 50s, 60s, early 70s. And this one feels a bit more 70s, 80s, and 90s. Yeah,
1: yeah. And and because of that, uh, our good... uh our, our good friend Ray Parker Jr., who won't acknowledge me on Twitter, so I call him my good friend in hopes that it will become true, but um, Ray, Ray Parker Jr. is in the documentary talking about all of the work that he did when he was with um, you know, radio and when he was uh, working with Stevie Wonder, who actually discovered him and all sorts of cool stuff, but he the clip that they released, of course, he's talking about Ghostbusters, and I thought that we would play this in its entirety because... It's, it's a very great moment, a very great story, and it, it sort of says a lot about the theme song that he wrote. So here's that clip.
2: A few people get phenomena, and only a couple people get hits. And it's more important to have a classic song than it is to have a number one song.
6: First of all, I never, ever could possibly imagine that I could write a song that would become part of worldwide folklore. It's not even American folklore. While I was in California, I'll never forget I had dinner at Spago's, and across the street was this black billboard. And every week or so many days, they put different things around. So now they got the circle going. Up, right? I'm like, I wonder what that is. You know, well, guess what? The phone rings. Here's Gary Lamel from Columbia Pictures, and he's saying, "Ray." There's a movie coming out. He says, have you seen these black posters where we got the circle? This is about time to get the ghost and the rest of the movie's coming out, okay? So this is gonna happen fast. And he says, we've now spent a year, year and a half calling everybody. We've hired everybody. We've spent millions of dollars, but the director is insistent upon the word Ghostbusters must be in the song. And i told gary i said well that's nice but i'm going back to detroit i'm not doing this i'm like sort of not retired but sort of retired you mean if you don't like it i get to keep your f-? He says yeah if we hate it and you turn in some music you get to keep the 50 grand takes- stayed up two or three days wrote the song gave it to him and the director ivan reitman called me at 3:30 in the morning he loved it two weeks into this deal clive davis said we, we sold four million records overseas just on import." And at the Medium Festival, they were already presenting me with a $10 million selling album award. To this day, people ask me, are you tired of hearing people say, who are you going to call? Well, no. It's like, am I tired of holding the best or take to the best thing that ever happened? No. Who you going to call? I I
1: think I I must have selective memory, Chris. I don't remember <laughs> this thing about the billboards. I, I know, I think I, I at one point I did hear about the billboards that had the sort of progressive where it was a black billboard, then the circle went up, then the ghost went up, then the X went through the ghost. And I feel like maybe Michael Gross talked about it at one point, but I, I don't, I, again, it felt like a new story to me. So I thought that was very cool.
3: If I'd heard it, I, I've forgotten it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised now though, that maybe we'll trip over it again. Like it was in the, uh, the DVD, that first DVD uh, commentary track that Gross and, Medge- no, Gross wasn't there. It was...
1: It was Joe Medjok. Maybe, one, maybe and, one of them mentioned it. Yeah, because that was the Mystery Science Theater one with uh, yeah. with Harold and Ivan and Joe Medjok, if I remember right. But, yeah, th-
3: this whole thing is, seems, it, well, it is. I mean, let's be honest here. It's a little bit of cherry picking. Uh, I don't blame them at all. They've got a documentary that's about um, a lot of different musicians, but it's the year a new Ghostbusters is coming out. <laughs> you have Ray Parker Jr. in it. Strike while the iron is hot, man Exactly If you're going to lead with a clip Lead with Ray Parker Jr. Which is funny Because the clip they showed Had uh, uh, another uh, musician And it was like, you know Explaining how it's better To have a classic Than a number one hit And then they go on To show the guy Who had both in one like he was-
1: <laughs> Two mints in one, yeah Yeah
3: Ray Parker Jr. Had some number ones uh, And they're great songs They don't immediately Pop to mind uh, He also had a number one That nobody will ever forget
1: Yeah, that's true. I I mean, I am partial to I'm in love with the other woman because I love the story that he always tells that he had such a good boy reputation. He had to do a little bad boy song, and that's. And a great
3: video. Have you seen the video?
1: (laughs) The video is awesome. Very, very. (laughs) Oh,
3: yeah. So, so, so low rent thriller. It's amazing.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, But, and. Oh, sorry, go ahead.
3: I was going to say that I can't wait to see the rest of this because not only the billboard story but some of the pictures they included like him with his uh million selling award and all that or 10 million sold award.
1: Yeah, and then a couple of those that photos that they made that,
3: special for him with the no ghost logo It's crazy. On it.
1: And then there's there's photos from a signing what I think was at like Tower Records on Sunset that yep. they've showed up on Getty just recently and it's it's Ray Parker Jr. signing albums uh you know at the the record counter and um, I had and never it, seen those before either.
3: I'd I'd seen them in the Getty, and I would die to know who some of those fans are. Like who are those LA fans that that again Peter Mosen esque had themselves yeah. costumes
1: right with like, yeah costumes and and an autograph from Ray Parker Jr. at that moment that the you know the the record was released for the first time. I the number wow. of fans like
3: proto fans to what we understand now that you can trace back to, uh, 84, 85. That's a real short list. Yeah. Like Peter Mosen, uh, the gentleman's name who I don't remember, who made himself a, and ironically, uh, very similar to the new Ecto, Ecto. He had a, he actually had a more modern, uh, station wagon-esque vehicle that he turned into an Ecto and these guys and all that. Yeah. And then I guess maybe the two gentlemen that put the fan club together like it's really hard to kind of find these
0: yeah the that's, hardcore
3: fans in an era where they hadn't really cemented yet what a hardcore really kind of amounted to
1: yeah that's that's the story to, i mean hey mertens if you're listening no pressure man <laughs> but that's the story i want to hear so yeah. um i know what? you got a lot on your plate right now but if you're gonna explore ghost heads you gotta start at the beginning you That's what I want to hear. even a five minute lead-in come on just something just something so yeah so <laughs> Again, uh, documentary looks pretty good. To answer everybody's questions, yes. In the AMA, everybody asked him, like 500 people asked him, is your song in the new movie? And he said, you know, they haven't reached out to me yet. I think it's a safe assumption. Yes, it's a safe assumption. You hear it in the trailer. I don't know if his original version's in there or if he's been contacted. It didn't sound like he's been contacted to create a new version, but, uh, you know, he he dodged the question every single time he was asked. So, um, if you're if you're wondering, uh, we'll dodge the question too. We don't know. We have no idea. He doesn't know. I think so. he's
3: going to get credited because while in two they tried to move away from his, I mean it's still kind of there, but they tried to replace it with. And our theme track is Run DMC's Ghostbusters. Um, when they went to obviously real Ghostbusters and to Extreme, they learned that what are the notes that Louis sued us over right change those around (laughs) problem solved and we're good yeah
1: so uh yeah i I think it's a safe assumption we'll hear the theme song don't worry Mm -hmm. everybody um all right chris we we have to get into talking about ghostbusters deviation so i do want to talk about some of the merchandise stuff so uh really quick diamond select they're at c2e2 this weekend i'm sure there's going to be some announcements look for those uh on you know next monday's podcast because we can't tell the future So, you know, if you want to know right away, follow Chris and I on Twitter, follow Chris more so because he's always quicker to it than me. God,
3: if we could see the future so many things would be way easier <laughs> would right be now so
1: much easier so much easier <laughs> we also would have known that Cryptozoic was going to announce the Ghostbusters 2 board game which I didn't see coming at all we knew that it was coming but I just didn't think it was this fast so uh, yeah um, exactly this, this April that Kickstarter is going to start it sounds to me like it's a full game not just an expansion did you get that same impression too Chris yeah kind of um way
3: back when they talked about, because everybody asked, what about all the Ghostbusters 2 stuff? And they're like, expansion. Um, I take it to mean that this will be a second edition of the game, maybe with a couple of unique things, but the same basics so that you can mix and match them.
1: Yeah, it sounded like there were going to be new pieces like Yon Ocean Vigo and all of the stuff that you absolutely, I mean, you expect to get from a Ghostbusters 2 board game. Um, But uh, yeah, I, I feel like, We'll probably have a lot more come April, uh, which is only three weeks away, so don't don't sweat it. Um, but what we are getting details on are the trading cards. So we're getting a lot of the autographs. We're finding out what the pack-ins with the binders are going to be. Um, yeah. And, and Chris, we just got some breaking news as we're recording this as to when the trading cards are coming out, right? <laughs> Twitter has paid off literally as we're recording
3: this. Uh George Nadeau at Cryptozoic, who's uh, the man when it comes to the card project. Uh, He's also the one on Twitter who's been posting up a lot of these sketch cards and autograph cards that we've been seeing. And by the way, the autograph cards are insane. Um, We talked about it when we first talked about the cards. We knew they were going to be autograph cards. We didn't know they were going to be getting everybody.
1: No, I mean, everybody down to like... Um, uh, what's the, Michael, the hotel manager in the first movie? Why can't I think of his last name? I oh. blank
3: too, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, um,
1: every, everybody has done autographs. The, it's insane. The character
3: actor that plays the, cause he's, he's one of those, Hey, it's that guy. You see him all over the place. He played the cop in Ghostbusters 2. Yep. We know you're not yeah. with the city. So tell us another one. Like that, the, he signed a card. Um. <laughs> Oh boy, um, oh yeah, the the library uh, manager, what has that got to do with it? Like he signed one, like just, uh, uh, which actually kind of makes my heart hurt, because unfortunately it means they missed out on not only the big names that would have signed, like I'm sure Harold would have, sure, Michael sure. C. Gross and all this, what we missed out on is guys like Danny Stone and all that, who yeah. absolutely would have been a fantastic card, right?
1: Oh, man, absolutely. Well, Actually,
3: you know what? It's kind of sad, Cryptozoic, but don't throw the baby with the bathwater, mortally speaking. I don't know what I was meant with that, but I think actually it might be, almost should be. uh, I can see the cynical collecting side of it as well as the kind of the more human uh, 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 reverential one. Do those same cards for the people that have passed. And I'm, I'm you know, there oh. won't be the signature, but put the memorial. Yeah, like like
1: in-memoriam. Yeah, absolutely. Danny Stone, uh,
3: you know, uh, Michael C. Gross, all of them. Any, uh, and there's more, like um, the, the guard in Ghostbusters 2, Masters. you know.
1: Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the attorney, um, uh, from Ghostbusters to again, God, names are escaping me. This is what happens when we record so late at night. Yeah, but, unfortunately, uh, we
3: lost a a lot of people. Like it's been thirty years. There was gonna be people that like John DeKerr and all that. I don't know yeah, if yeah, László
1: Kovacs. Uh, I uh, mean, Elmer yeah. Bernstein,
3: right? Yeah. Like, so I think I, it would almost be weird to leave them out.
1: Yeah, do some tribute cards. God, that's a so, great tweet. Tweet at him right now. Tweet at him right while now while, while we're cards. on the air. We can. <laughs> All right, you you do that. I'm going to tell everybody about Inovos. Uh, oh wait, a no, Novos... we're not done
3: though. Did we find? Did we, we've never spoken about the um, the binder, the packing, oh, of the binder? Oh no,
1: yeah, we didn't talk about the binder. I I alluded and to I it, but out. what is that packing?
3: So we talked about it before. That there's all these great cards, uh, uh, animation cells, all that, and there's the strange patch one. Like there, you and I, it confused us because patches are thick, way thicker than cards. So how are you packing? Yeah, how,
1: is it fabric like when they Her, do hockey jersey it, cards, that kind of thing?
3: Yeah, where they it's it's actually less of a patch, more of printed on fabric, and yeah. the, that kind of makes it thin. Uh, George Nadeau, I'm going to say it uh, French Canadian. George Nadeau, um, a uh, he's the guy, eh? You know, um, <laughs> he's the guy with the cards, eh? And uh, you know. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> Your Georgie. Own
1: people are cringing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, they're not. That's exactly what the, everybody said. Everybody knows what those sounds like. But anyways, um, he mentioned, cause it came up again, like a little bit of confusion. People were curious that we know that the binder to put them in the collector's binder comes with an exclusive card. And we were like, well, what does that mean? And he revealed in the packs Uh, In the rarities are uh, the chance of getting one of eight, not in total, but one of eight kinds of these patches. There's an exclusive ninth only in the binder. Mm. We don't know what that is. We don't even know what the rest of them are. But it's but a patch this, card. It's some sort of a patch, patch card. Whatever this patch set is, there's a ninth that is special to the... the... So I'm just going to tell everybody now, since I ordered two so I could put my Ghostbusters 2 cards into a binder, I'll have an extra and I'll be selling it <laughs> to the top bidder.
1: <laughs> it's, the item could be yours if the price is right. <laughs> yeah. And you'll have how to tell de- us... How desperate are you people? <laughs> You're gonna reap the benefits. Uh, all right. Okay. Anovos. So we got, Anovos have to. I there's we can't really say much except for the fact that they they tweeted out and Instagrammed a photo of a pack with the word soon. Um, so <laughs> pack soon. I that's. <laughs> I'm drawing <laughs> my conclusion now. That's all I can draw from that. But yeah, exactly. so hey, Anovos. Now, I think I think they heard us when we said, look, you guys slipped that little bit of a, an information at a real bad time, bad and time. they threw this out there, and of course, it's getting some notice. So um, yeah, Anovos, clue us in. What do you guys got? We'll, we'll help you. But in the meantime, uh, Tested also did a video tutorial, and they also printed some, or they posted some 3D printer files for you to make your yes. own working ghost trap. Um, so, and this is, again, we'll put it on the show page because it's not something that we can actually talk about. We're not going to walk you through it, but, um, if you go to our, our Facebook on the internet, interdimensional cross rip, go to our Twitter pages, we'll put those 3d printer files and a link to the video. It's, it's really cool. I wish I had a 3d printer so I could do it. Then I would have three ghost traps. Oh, humble brag. Um, (laughs) but uh,
3: (laughs) it should be pointed out that that trap, they, um, uh, I, to be honest, I haven't watched a lot of Tested, and I don't remember Adam's second in command, uh, who's like host most of the time.
1: James, James, I believe. Was I can't his remember, name? Yeah. but
3: he was on there, and he had on this friend of the show or co-host or helper to Adam or whatever. I don't know what it is, but he's a Ghostbusters fan who went a little around the bend because he devised a mix between. The Ghostbusters one and two traps, like he came up with his own dimensions
1: ah, okay. and
3: details, because um, I guess you know they change certain things like paint right. colors and right. all that. He's like, I like this versus that, and he put them all together. But and I mean, it does all the fun stuff. Like he came up with like a he put a vaporizer unit in it, so it like leaks smoke, oh, and man. light thing, and the sound. And I'm kind of this is all great. This is impressive. Uh, round of applause. I've also seen. Other propers do amazing light, sound, smoke, etc. Like oh yeah, the,
1: using the e-cigarette uh, devices to do their
3: own smoke that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, or the guy I mean, that built the the video game pack that actually vents steam oh, and all that. It's like, oh,
1: there's that's amazing. one of the Georgia guys, I think. Yeah. So yeah. I'm
3: like, I'm like, well done. You've joined the ranks of a lot of other cool ones. And then he demonstrated how he devised a way to run the cable through the the pedal line
1: yeah did yeah. you see
3: that bit where he turned it into? he's like i 3d printed a thing and i'm like sitting there going so you kind of turned it into a coaxial cable like so he could actually detach it and attach it <laughs> and it'll still i'm like all right well that's actually really yep. bloody ingenious yep wow yeah, yeah that's, if you haven't seen it everybody should go see it it's yeah go
1: fun. go check it out um and well then, worth it and if you're feeling bummed that you didn't get the limited edition uh, Stern pinball machine, don't worry. You have your chance to get something that was limited to even fewer units than the Stern pinball machine, because Original Trading's Company, yeah, they've got 150 units of Holtzman's circular sunglasses, what they're calling the Sterling 23 Specters. They're gonna cost <laughs> you. They're gonna set you back eighty-seven dollars, but they're limited to 150 units, and they're taking pre-orders now. So. I personally I can't pull that off. I end up looking like um, somebody that you should be avoiding on the streets when I put those types of glasses on. But uh <laughs> hey, for the people that can actually pull that off, I'm looking at you Abigail and Craig out in Georgia. You guys can do that.
3: Oh yes. I posted on Twitter on the amount of uh and uh and f- Facebook and the number of people that retweeted it to somebody else's name, uh, particularly women going <laughs> Yeah, Here, you guys can do You need this. this. You know you yeah. need this. <laughs> I can't pull off round lenses either. Round lenses no, are, are not for it. my face. But I uh, can't
1: do it. I, you know, if I could, I would be picking these up in a heartbeat because it's, it's going to be one of those things like when Men in Black came out and those Ray-Bans, uh, you know, hit the, whatever they were, the Predator 2s, or I can't remember what they were called, but everybody was looking for them and I think that's what's going to be happening here. So check that fun, out. Stupid fun fact? Stupid fun fact, yeah.
3: Risky Business?
1: Those Same Ray-Bans
3: that he wears? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were about to shut down that model.
1: Aren't those? Those are just like the classic Wayfarers. The classic that they
3: do wayfarers? Nothing but sell, right? No, nobody. They weren't at the time, and they were wow. about to shut it down. And the movie came out, and they went, "Never mind." And it hasn't stopped selling <laughs> yep. in the last that, whatever, uh, close to thirty years.
1: I'm not gonna lie. That's that's what I wear. That's crazy. Who knew? <laughs> How funny. All right. Well, so there you go. So if if you uh, if you thought that Sterling Specs specteurs were dead, <laughs> no pun nope. intended. Uh, they're not. They are not. All right. One, one more piece of merch news that we have to talk about. And then we're going to get to IDW. I promise you <laughs> Lego dimensions. There's a new fun pack expansion and I'm calling it a fun pack because that's what they're calling it. A that's fun right. pack expansion. Uh, this one includes stay puffed and a terror dog. And if you've ever wanted to see the stay puffed marshmallow man ride on top of a terror dog. Yeah, man, it's going to happen uh that's coming from Lego Dimensions and it's also going to give you access to a Ghostbusters Adventure World where you get to play as any one of the four original Ghostbusters so another expansion level for the game itself um super cool I still I'm sorry Chris I haven't played it have you played it oh god I wish I know. Uh, My birthday
3: actually is coming up really, really soon on a long weekend, and I'm thinking the next time somebody <laughs> says, What do you want for your birthday? And I'm like, three days, no
1: interruptions. <laughs> Just leave me be, I want to play games. I only
3: want flat foods slipped under the door. <laughs> Processed cheese slices, pita bread.
1: <laughs> and only knock when the pizza rolls are ready. That's, <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, unfortunately, neither one of us can speak to the Lego Dimensions yet. <sighs> Again, this is like week eight that we haven't been able to talk about the Lego Dimensions, but uh, I know. Well, soon. Hey, Anovos, soon. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, generally speaking, everybody seems to love it. We'll stick to that.
1: Okay, so do not adjust your sets. This is not an actual Cyclotron. Um, there was a little bit of debate if we were going to do a Cyclotron for Ghostbusters Deviations, if we were going we to put the roundtable together, you know, call call the Justice League to order, so to speak. Um, I thought it would be good for you and I just to have a discussion because it's a one-off. It's a very short story. Um, yeah. and. And there's a lot that I thought you and I could sort of talk about instead of bringing the whole crew together. Because I, I think if we keep Ghostbusters International to the the roundtables, that's more appropriate.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I. Well, to be honest, I don't think there's anything from stopping us from, you know, starting the next Cyclotron with a little, Hey, did you read it? What did you think? And then oh, off no, with yeah, off absolutely. the International. Absolutely. But if we're going to dig into it, I think it's easier if just you and I.
1: Yeah, and... So this is uh, this is one that I've actually been really looking forward to as soon as it was announced um, because I've always been a fan of those Else Elseworlds um, parallel dimension stories, you know, where <laughs> if one thing would have happened, everything would be changed. I don't know
3: if you remember, I, I, without digging into too much, you and I are slightly generationally off and I grew up in the golden age of DC going, there's multiple Earths. <laughs> and then all the way through and at that time what people forget is DC mocked them mercilessly for it can't keep your crap together huh gotta put it on different earths huh until DC had the crisis of infinite earths in shame they went fine it's all one and boy problems come with it and very quickly thereafter Marvel went and we have multiple earths oh for the (laughs) love of god anyways it's, it's very understood now um you know, this concept of alternate earths and even you know berdan shoning uh and eric burnham um they even touched on it and i think this falls into one of those bubbles we didn't yeah, get to see it yeah. in the in the uh
1: i mean the, the, the hellhound pools of, the hellhound of, Pools, yeah whatever we can call we'll call them the hellhound pools because it sounds like some public pool that you don't want to go Spend a summer day at uh, the Hellhound Pools, but I got yeah. an
3: algae infection. Um,
1: <laughs> Ew! Yeah, I, I mean, okay. So here's, here's the thing, Chris. I'm going to be honest at first, and then we can kind of un- right, unpack this it. and dissect it. This was not what I expected at all. Um, Troy rips on comic. Uh, IDW is failing. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> no, no, no. And, and I, and I don't. So here's the thing. I don't want that to sound like a bad thing because I think what happened as I was reading it, I was going. Oh, oh! This is this is not what I expected at all. It's very, it's kind of sweet and kind of funny, and it's it's like if Adventure Time and Ghostbusters made Sweet Sweet Love. This was the result. Um, it's you yeah, thought I, it was
3: going to be darker and more serious. Didn't I, you? Yeah,
1: I thought, oh my god, this is going to be the like the Ghostbusters are enslaved in chains by a demigod kind of thing. <laughs> yeah and, and then Stay Puff shows up and is like hey guys what's hey up guys. and it really bumped up. Hey.
3: Do, do the real Ghostbusters voice hey guys hey, guys. hey yeah. guys
1: I I mean it's it's a fun book it was just a different direction than I was expecting and I think what happened was that that threw my experience because I was expecting something else and as I'm reading it I'm going wait the Stay Puff <laughs> marshmallow had sentient poops and they're yeah, what? That's the,
3: that was the low point for me I but Prior to, before we get into that, I I was the other way. Like, I didn't put a hell of a lot of thought into it. I really didn't ponder too much, and the one thing that I latched onto was one of the early promotional pieces of art they put out was a couple of them leaning on the ecto outside the fire hall with a tiny little stay puff walking up to them. Like, they're looking down at, like, a one-foot-tall stay puff, which never appeared anywhere in the comic. Like, I don't know exactly what it was. Maybe I dreamt it, but for for whatever it was. I think that's yeah. one
1: of the covers, isn't it? I think that's one of the, I think that's like the digital exclusive cover maybe. Oh, possibly, yeah. But but
3: in any case, for me, I kind of went, well, it's not going to be super dark. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, so I think it goes without saying, spoilers are ahead. Uh, if you don't consider Sentient Poops a spoiler already, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. But let's <laughs> let's kind of dive into this because, um, I mean, the, th- the things that I got held up on, like, the sentient poops and, like, Dana Zul calling Peter an ass hat. And I'm like, wait, she wouldn't say ass hat? Where did that I, come from? I
3: thought of the exact same thing. I'm um, like, 1984,
1: buddy. Yeah, 1984. Not a figure of speech in 1984, but it, just these little strange <laughs> out of voice things. But, yeah. you know, Egon himself says it all feels so random. And I, I feel like that was kind of the point of it. I mean, it was, it was like this. It reminded me, I don't know if you ever read them, but the Evan Dorkin, Bill, Bill and Ted comic books that oh, yeah. came out after Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Just like I... they're running around with a thumb and then time shows up and he's this crazy clock with like a really stupid face. And that's kind of what it reminded me of.
3: That's not a bad analogy, actually. Um, I was, I'm was i a big Evan Dorkin fan and uh, I like those
1: too. Uh, but yeah, yeah, milk, milk and cheese
3: and, yeah. Totally, I mean, but totally the, ran it, away off the movie. Yeah, like, it,
1: felt, it felt of his sort of style where, you know, uh, f- so what? I don't care if this is completely out of character, if this is completely out of the universe. I'm doing it for the laugh, you know, that kind of thing.
3: Yeah, it was kind of like him. Well, that time, at that point, he was, I mean, that was his first major series by himself. And it felt a lot like he kind of just went, I'll do... Bill and Ted as if it was Pirate Core, and that's exactly what they ran <laughs> off and did again also another good one to read if uh
1: yeah oh yeah Pirate Core. god I forgot about Pirate Core. um but yeah so okay so let's let's just sort of break it down so this if you're not familiar the whole premise of the story is if the Ghostbusters had not crossed the streams the form of the Destructor would have stuck so Gozer yeah. is stuck in the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man's form
3: so, so imagine that in the movie Egon goes you know Ray goes
1: oh
3: <gasps> total protonic re- protonic reversal and you know there's that that beat and then uh Venkman goes no way in hell <laughs> yep well because if you're see honest, you honestly the one who went great idea let's do it and so if he had gone no and yeah, they all which went, I,
1: okay so it's interesting they become the ghost losers they're branded as the ghost losers <laughs> and everybody blames them for the marshmallow mess that they're in uh, also interesting so tonally, like you know uh, Gozer the destructor has taken over New York City, but it's all bright and shiny and happy and everybody's kind of going about their lives just with this marshmallow goo all over the place. It's really not that bad, so...
3: Well, it does say that, uh,
1: slash Gozer, uh, eats random civilians, so it can't be super <laughs> awesome. Can't be super awesome, but, but at the same time, Gozer has this sort of malaise and just sort of like, uh you know, uh, I'm stuck in this form. All I'm doing is being happy and smiling and my sentient poops are running all over the place and I just want to go back to the way things were. It's lonely and it's miserable. And um, Yeah, for guys and- that were used to
3: dealing with problems with science and or magic, they kind of deus ex machina it a bit. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad <laughs> thing. It just felt more like a Twilight Zone solution more than a than a pure Ghostbuster yeah. solution.
1: Yeah, exactly. So so I mean, I don't know, I I think the things that were interesting to me, so they go back to revisit the rooftop and for some reason Dana and Vince are still on the rooftop at the fifty five Central Park West rooftop and they're like Minotaurs now. They're like half terror dog, half human. Um there's there's a weird time gap in there where it's like, how did they get off the rooftop? How are Dana and Vince or Zool and Vince still half-human, half-terror dog. There's just all these yeah. sort of, like, fill in your own blanks, uh, it's fine. Exactly.
3: You know? Again, again, more towards the Twilight Zone thing where they just said, premise! <laughs> no, we're not going to explain it, just run yeah. with the
1: premise! Just run with it, yeah. And and what's funny, though, is uh, the writer, Kelly Thompson, says that she wanted to make a story that was accessible to all of the fans, not just diehard Ghostbusters fans, but you know people that were familiar with the movie. So... I I think that's why there weren't a lot of those nuances and Easter eggs and all of the things that we've come to expect with the, the Eric Burnham Dapper Dan uh, pairing. Um, But yeah, I don't, I I think, I think I need to go back and read it again now that I know what it is. Maybe and and maybe I'll enjoy it a little bit more because as I was reading it, which was during lunch, and I'm like, "Whoa! Oh, okay. All right. No, it's fine. I'll kind of run with this." Um, the artwork by Nelson Daniels is really cool. It's a very quirky style. Oh, um, we
3: need all artists at IDW working on the Ghostbusters comics need a, a dapper Dan type name. So
1: that oh, uh, um, like Natty. Hmm. Natty? Natty? Nelson. All I can think of is Nelson from uh, Simpsons. I just want to be like, Nelson, Daniel! <laughs> um, well, but uh, but nah, I don't, I don't feel like he deserves that. I don't really know Nelson, but I don't feel like he deserves that. Um, it's a it,
3: fun comic. If you don't have any preconceptions, I think it's kind of fun. I think it does run a little askew of what we're used to with the regular IDW run which yeah, is yeah yeah it, it was kind of like reading the the like the Mars attacks ones or the infestation ones where it's like
1: it just it's just a little different i mean i think quite, yeah. if anything it's it's a very it's a testament to what what the team on the ongoing is doing right now because they have captured the voice and the tone so perfectly that it, it feels like a continuation of everything that you know and love yeah we where we be get into these they feel like them. side stories yeah yeah exactly oh well. Um, Um, it's fun though. And
3: actually to their, um, to the, the point here, they, they, they do draw the team as an alternate. Um, they're not the movie team. Uh, they're not the comic team. They are a new team onto their own.
1: Yeah. I mean, Egon's got this kind of like crew cut that's somewhere in between, um, real Ghostbusters Egon and... Uh, am I gonna say it? Red ketchup, Egon. Oh, that hurt. That really hurt. Red oh. ketchup. Oh, red ketchup. Oh, don't you remember red ketchup, Egon? The avatar that. Uh, yeah,
3: no, I know. Uh, it's okay. But
1: he, he had the wall of hair in front of him, and that it's immediately where I went to, and. It's okay. Uh, it's, it's it's fine. Right. You're in a I'm happy just gonna, place. I'm gonna sit here and say my mantra. Gonna get a Ghostbusters power washer. Everything power will be Power washer, wrong. Goosefraba, Goosefraba. Everything's gonna be okay. <laughs>
3: um The characters were a little unbalanced. We didn't hear a lot of Egon to get a voice from him. Uh, a lot of Venkman. People love writing Venkman. Ray, not as much either, although a little bit. Although pleasantly, a lot of Winston. Yeah, and, a lot of and Winston and not just hanging out exposition Winston, like Winston with an opinion and an attitude.
1: Yeah, like and but like good-natured Winston at one point, uh, you know, because it's the apocalypse, they don't really expect people to pay because I'm sure monetary currency is gone and void. Um and that's that's a huge thing that nobody's paying their invoices, obviously. But um but but Winston says, Oh well, we're just happy with the thank you and then Vankman has his quip, you know, something to the effect of, Well, thank you, I can't eat a thank you or something like that.
3: Yeah. Uh, Although another point is is they're so stressed out that it's the apocalypse. It's a little localized. Like, I'm not even <laughs> sure how far off Manhattan Island this thing extends. To be yeah, honest, I uh, I, th-
1: I feel like maybe they just blew up the bridges and Manhattan is isolated. Because yeah, Stay Puft is on the island, obviously, and
3: yeah, like, do you knows? get the feeling that after a rough couple of days, all the Wall Street went to their backup servers in Chicago and Boston and L.A. and just kept going? Do you know what I mean? Like,
1: <laughs> well, so long, New York City. It's been nice knowing you. <laughs>
3: you know blow up the bridges and forget it move on yeah uh,
1: again i mean I, I the whole premise is so ripe for so many storytelling avenues that uh, yeah. maybe that's why i was like oh that all right that's why they chose this i mean again it's it's a fun sort of like start to finish quick yeah. read book um yeah, much much like the Ghostbusters manga um, was. you know, oh, It was totally different, but like...
3: Good example, actually. I forgot about that, and that's yeah. the best example. Because so, they were weird little standalones, and each one had its own strange little premise where somebody w- said, I have an idea that I'd like to run with, and it doesn't really... F- overall, but it was fun to kind of watch for a little bit.
1: Yeah, and the and the art style sort of lends itself to that as well. You know, I, I think what Nelson was doing with the sort of, like, I mean, look at the the cutesy Stay puff minions that are running around. You know, it's, it's a very, again, adventure time. That's kind of what came to mind. It's like a post-apocalyptic, but look how cheerful it is. Uh, I got a, kind of I got world a question
3: for you, though. If you're covered in a pleasant substance and somebody tells you, that just happens to be the excretitor- the, the excretory or excretory. <laughs> of, for, for all you UK Ghostbusters, excretory, <laughs> uh, or maybe they say excretory. I don't excretory? know. Excretory, yeah. If it's the poop byproduct of another creature, w- would you really throw up? Yeah. Really? Would, would
1: there be the gratuitous projectile vomiting? That- yeah. The I like. Mean,
3: yeah. <laughs> That's not maple syrup. That's that demon's pee.
1: And I'm kind of like, well, yeah. I mean, I'm a little perturbed, but I'm kind of like, yeah. Well, and then there's the dessert joke at the end like, Peter, you want to stay up off marshmallows? Like, yeah, sure but that's what the poop tasted like you vomited from that aren't you like when you have a really bad day in college and you're drinking a whole bottle of jaeger you never go back to jaeger man that's the thing like you that taste in your mouth immediately makes Uh, you vomit
3: well and where it's coming from has something to do with it as well too if it's kind of like that giant bileless meatbag demon it poops marshmallows you're like oh it came from the bileless meat demon but when it's like it came from the giant marshmallow it's like okay fine like alright alright that's yeah. about as clean as, as poop marshmallows ever gonna get is it came from another like marshmallow <laughs> I don't know that wasn't that's my favorite point. joke that wasn't no, yeah, my favorite joke point.
1: But, yeah, so I, I feel like, you know, what I'll do is before we do another Cyclotron, I'm, I'm going to give it another chance. I'm going to give it another read. And then, you know, we can kind of ask the panel what everybody thought. And, you know, All maybe right. maybe thoughts will have changed. Maybe a, a fresh pair of eyes on it will sort of change my opinions of it. I mean, again, I'm glad to have Ghostbusters material. And because it wasn't exactly what I was expecting, it doesn't mean that I didn't, you know, that it's not it's not enjoyable because I think it is. I think there's a lot in there, and they poured a lot of heart and soul yeah. into the story. So, you know, again, it's it, <laughs> not to draw parallels to Ghostbusters 2016, but I'm going to. It's not what I wanted. It's not what I expected. But I don't really feel like writing to Nelson and Kelly and the creative team and being like, <laughs> you, you, oh, no, 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 no. You know, I'm not going to just spout gibberish at them um, because f- I need to give it yeah. another
3: chance. Well, you're gonna give it another chance, but before we walk away, it's fair to like put up a, put a, a, a kind of a wrap up on it. Then, do you feel like you wasted your five bucks picking it up? No, not at all. No, no. same here. Yeah. If Generally, if we if we pull the Cisco and Ebert uh, on the count of uh, count of three, okay, up or down? You ready? You got this? Right. Okay. Yeah. One, two, three. Up. Up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. It's still up. I mean, it's it's not. Again, well, it, that was anticlimactic
3: to... podcasting right there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I say down, down, uh, I say, no, I, I mean, it, it, again, it was, uh, it's tough because when you go back and you read the 88 miles per hour comics, they were very different as well. Um, and speaking some of dark people, Ghostbusters, that speaking was some of dark, dark Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters comics. Um, but you know, again, it's, it's a different, a different universe, a different type of storytelling, a different character set. And, um, and same thing. That was not what I expected, but I liked what, you know, Andrew Dabb and that crew did with that book. Um, real Ghostbusters, same thing.
3: I think I like this even more than some of the, the pre Burnham and Shoning IDW Ghostbusters.
1: Oh, sure. Like the other side and, um, yeah. Those yeah. weren't some of my faves
3: either and I th- you know I think they may have been totally closer to the characters and all that but they weren't really my thing for some reason I don't know <laughs> That's just hey it's subjective I, yeah, and exactly. I I didn't totally I didn't hate it. I was happy to pick it up I'm, I actually would like to see them do more They weren't in the annual were they those the the
1: I don't think so, but don't quote me on it. I don't have it in front of me. but I, I don't recall a, their art being in there. Um, but
3: hey, it's an annual, one every yeah. year. So you know, I want. <laughs> I'm hoping that this you know opens doors that we can see them do another
1: one, right? Yeah, Actually, and maybe same, they can explore same the team. same universe, <laughs> exactly. same team, same story. I want to see more. Explain some of the stuff that I I have oh. to draw conclusions to in here. Let's build out this this else world and you know yeah. Earth two. At I don't know, uh, maybe I've got it. I oh, got, he's it. got it.
3: Yeah, they got to do a story. It's got to be called Cleaning Up the Town.
1: <laughs> it
3: d- takes place shortly after uh, this one where it's them dealing with the, the 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 follow-up.
1: That's so good. While Gozer is in whatever the SpongeBob SquarePants, <laughs> but they had to Greek it because they didn't want to pay for the licensing on it. What, while Gozer's in there, they have to clean up all the mess. Yes, yeah. I love it. Fantastic. Putting things, putting things right. All right, so that that there we go. Uh Kelly and Nelson, Tom Waltz, if you guys are listening, that's that's it that's what you need to do keep building this out and turn it into its own thing
3: we're not making any demands but you know do do it it. (laughs) (laughs) don't wait another minute pick up your phone and call the professionals
0: I'm sorry we'll do it again
3: we want to hear from you leave us a voicemail on our call in line 470-242-4742 that's 4702-GBHQIC we also have a Facebook page and Twitter accounts no kidding
5: just give me the address
3: Search Facebook for the Interdimensional transcript. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just wanna get back
0: close again. What the hell are you doing?
3: If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute, pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC.
2: That ought to do it. Thanks very much, right?
1: Well Chris, some I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. You know, when we first started talking before we even hit record, I was I was in a dark place, man. I was in a, <laughs> a very dark place. But now I'm feeling good. At this again, our weekly poker night always helps me sort of talk through things. You know, like like the yes have some guys always say, I was stressed the out, you know. Yeah. It was ridiculous. The the sort of weight that I had on my shoulders. But I feel good. There's so many good things happening and we're really being spoiled right now. And more to come. Yeah, and more to come. And more to come. But uh let's let's wrap it up for this week. Chris, what uh what you got in terms of final thoughts? Uh French.
3: <laughs> I don't uh, have a, a really deep final thought, but I had a really interesting day today where uh, a follower on Twitter, uh Jim McShane, pointed out that in the Lego dimensions, they call him uh Bibendum Shamalo, which confused him. Well, cause if you're a trivian or a tributer, Bibendum is the uh they may pronounce it bibendum i don't know but it's the name for michelin's you know roly-poly mascot is called Bibendum, oh, huh. and he was confused by that and i was kind of like well i did a little looking in myself because i had to, had to kind of check a couple of things and it's like it turns out Bibendum is they based it off of french it just means you know to drink or something like that which makes sense um uh imbibe we have the english word imbibe which is probably taken from french too but the same roots there you can say all oh, right to drink so so
1: wait I, so to clarify they're calling the stave puff marshmallow marshmallow man, man
3: in the french text on the lego dimensions fun pack that came out huh. Bibendum chamallow. shamalo shamalo is marshmallow in french and i'm
1: like oh cool interesting
3: drink i i ended up going down this weird rabbit hole where i looked at the old real ghostbusters i'm like okay well they'll be. French Canadian pack, like you know the Canadian.
1: Sure, yeah, the tri language. Yeah, exactly. So I
3: went looking, and I find it. They they called him Monsieur Guimauve, which is uh, yeah, Mr. Marshmallow. Guimauve being another word for for marshmallow. So Monsieur Guimauve huh. in real Ghostbusters, and they ended up in just this weird spot where the the movie in France is called. Uh, SOS Phantoms.
1: Phantoms, yeah. Which is Ca- kind of not... Casa Phantasmus, I love that. Like yeah, well, Casa fanto-
3: Fan- Phantasmas, like if you go through the IDMB list of alternate titles, most of them translate to Ghostbusters. Casa Phantomas is is, uh, is is Ghostbusters. Yeah, not it's SOS like, uh, Phantoms, though. Uh, in Germany, Geisjagers, right? Ghost Hunters, right? It's the, the furthest they wander astray is not Ghostbusters, but Ghost hunters or ghost chasers. In France, though, it's this weird... It's like nonsense. It's like SOS fantômes. But in real Ghostbusters, they call them uh, de vrais casseurs de fantômes. Real ghost hunters. Like, uh, <laughs> it's just, wow. Why is it not real SOS fan- I don't understand what's going on! <laughs> and then I ended up all the way out to uh, in the, the Netherlands. So, ostensibly Dutch, I guess. Uh, I, I won't try to... Oh, sure I will. It's good. good Het Het... Bovenatur... No, I can't do it. I don't know what they... Like, what, what is it? What is the... <laughs> I phonetically K- try it. Oh, God. Hetbovenaturlichka. Super <laughs> Spectacle. <laughs> See, the oh, thing man. is, English... kind of our Danish
1: li- Ghostbusters out there are like, oh, man.
3: Yeah. Well, the thing is, is, English runs off with so much... So, Super Spectacle super spectacular right which is essentially what it comes down to it's called they they called it the supernatural super show right like it's all right and i actually ended up with a discussion with a dutch guy who's like i've never heard of that and i'm dutch i'm kind of like are you young he's like what's that mean i'm like it might be a 1984 thing and he showed me the again speaking of the green dvd he's like see it's ghostbusters i'm like and I went looking, and it's like 1984 Laserdisc in VHS. I'm like, no, they call it yep. weird thing there.
1: Yeah, check out the Betamax tape, man. That's what you got to do.
3: But the capper is, um, is somebody pointed out that in um, uh, Spanish, and somebody else kind of clarified that it might be a continental, like a European continental Spanish, mm. rather than a Latin America Spanish. Ah,
1: the difference between Castilian Spanish and all right, sure. They they call Mr. State Puff mas malo more bad <laughs> big evil
3: but it's but it's, this, it's this hilarious phonetic pun of boss malo marshmallow i'm like that is some second level uh, asterisk uh, punage right there <laughs>
1: that's some sweet dad joking right there so that's my
3: final thought if you walk away with nothing mas malo uh, actually that's mas a good wrestling malo. name
1: oh there you go oh mas <laughs> Luch- malo luchador mas malo <laughs> mas malo I'm doing that (laughs) there done I gotta ask you Chris uh, were you in an international uh, translation mode because you happened to acquire something that you've been longing for for so long no completely
3: coincidental correlation does not uh, mean causation Um, but I did Uh, going back a few episodes to our talk with uh, the Monster Party guys Uh, shout out to the Monster Party guys Um, I, I explained then that I was trying to get my hands on um Uh, This Japanese ashtray, and thanks to the the eBay um, (laughs) Pitney Bowes Center that kind of foobard, I didn't get it. It went off into the void. Um, After that episode, somebody, uh, one of my followers, and I, I, (sighs) there's so many different ways for people to get a hold of me, like through different messages and all that, I couldn't find who it was, but like literally the next day after the episode went out. They sent me to eBay and somebody had a bunch of them and were selling them and I managed to get one at got a decent it. price. Got and it, it arrived it arrived Monday. Oh, and then man. as soon as I put it up online, somebody goes, Did you know there's a circular one too? I'm like, Oh, for the love of Pete. <laughs>
1: uh, if you give a Chris an ashtray, he's gonna wanna Yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh that's some good final thoughts chris uh hashtag moss and you got an ashtray kevin smith don't use the ashtray you need a vaporizer man i'm still worried about you anyway come uh, on our show kevin come on our show kevin we're
3: all mad here kevin
1: (laughs) oh no here we go again all right we got to sign off before it gets worse thanks everybody for joining us we'll see you on the other side (laughs)
0: Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at protoncharging.com, ghostbustershq.net, and stillplayingwithtoys.net.
4: That used to be one of my two favorite shows. You're
1: kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Fast Masters. Everything you're doing is bad. I want you to know it.
2: Next week though, Careless Pets. <laughs>
3: I am a sound effects genius.
1: There's all the ones where he has to do like the jowl shakes. Can you oh, do any God, of those? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah.
3: I can't do his. <laughs> I, I love the ones where that sound vaguely electronic where he's got that weird resonance. <laughs> like but he does that.
1: <laughs> like that.
3: <laughs> oh, oh! How did you
1: do that? <laughs> Welcome to podcasting with Rich Little and Michael Winslow. <laughs>
3: Oh, rich little. All I can do is his bad uh, Jimmy Stewart. Ugh.